It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in. We appreciate it all proudly. And I do mean proudly, because I've spoken to him. Proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. We're proud to have them aboard. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Um, you know what we didn't mention on this Open Championship leaderboard, Jeff? Lurking six back. A couple people on Twitter, James Bivey among them, uh, letting us know. Don't forget Jason's 500-to-1 shot, or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> the great Thurston Lawrence from South Africa. Six back, four under for the tournament. Could it happen? He's currently in, in the more winnable bet for for Jason here. Lawrence is second among South Africans in this tournament so far. Only Garrick Higo in front of him. By the way, I thought you were going to say, Gil, I thought you were going to say that the big news of this tournament is that John Daly is on pace to make the cut right now. Yeah, man. John Daly trying to make the weekend. Projected cut right now. Still looking at even, but even. I have a hard yeah. time envisioning that that's going to stay at even. I think it could go one under, Gil. It could very well. Could very well. But right now, even is the projected cut. If only we had Jason Weingarten here now to talk to. Oh, we do. Jason Weingarten, ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California at Spreadopedia. How you doing, Jason? Thoughts of Thurston getting there? You think it could happen? 
do I think it could happen? I mean, anything can happen, but you yeah. have to get on his horse and really move up that leaderboard tomorrow. He would have to get on the horse, the proverbial horse. Uh, what else do you have here besides uh, remind us what you have here at the Open Championship? Uh, Thurston Lawrence is is my biggest bet just because, you know, the odds were so enormous. I got some Thagala. Can't can't quit him. Can't quit Thagala. That's right. A little bit of Dustin Johnson. Not a, not enough to to fly me private to New York this weekend or anything, but enough to get me excited. You, too, are headed for vacation after the show today, right? You're headed to New York. I'm wearing my vacation shirt because I'm leaving right after this. <laughs> That's right. Hope your flight didn't get delayed like mine. Goodness gracious. Um, okay, so uh, you do have some DJ as well. I forgot you You like betting those live golfers. DJ. That would be – now, that would be awkward, wouldn't it, for uh, golf if DJ won it? It would be a little uh, up there on the stage. I don't know. Everyone would – would be a little very little weird, very Pete Rosell, Al Davis ish back in the day kind of thing. Um, what did you, by the way, we have some baseball things we want to throw at you, but before we get to those, what are your baseball plays of the day? What have you made so far? I bet the Tigers over eight looks like that's moved to eight and a half. I, I gave that out on the, the podcast that came out yesterday. Um, Giants Brewers over seven. I like that. Still get it at minus 115 on the over. All right, a couple plays today for on the slate for uh, Jason Weingarten. Now, uh, Jeff was just looking at uh, William Hill, and they put out a prop. We, we had a whole baseball thing last segment, but we just noticed they put out a prop for both leagues on a team to get the last wild card. That's how I read this prop. It says last in quotes, third NL wild card. So that is That's what it is. The sixth seed overall, the third wild card. Uh, I'll just throw the National League at you first here, Jason. Please. The St. Louis Cardinals, your current betting favorite there at plus 250. The Phillies at plus 350. The Padres at 4-1. to one, The Giants at 5-1. to one, The Brewers at 9-1. to one, And I'll cut it off with Miami at 14-1. to one. Miami at 14-1 to one is the, uh, the one I'd look at here because they just called up Max Meyer making his first start tomorrow. If... Uh, I mean, they got a really good rotation. That's uh, <clears throat> it's almost enough to pitch them into a wild card spot if they catch a couple breaks in the second half. Um, definitely enough to get get my attention at fourteen to one. But uh, the other ones, I don't know. Are there any? Are there other? Are there any other really big long shots? But beyond that, beyond the fourteen to one. So teams that are in realistic playoff contention. The Braves are at 18. The Mets are at 20. Uh, and it's uh, the Diamondbacks are at 50. I guess they're technically alive if you really wanted to go nuts. Yeah, oh, the wouldn't, Dodgers, wouldn't go that far. The Dodgers are 150 to 1 to fall all the way to the six. No, but the interesting ones were the ones where you said they could fall back into that spot, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. The Mets and the, the Braves. The Mets and the Braves that, were the most interesting thing. ones, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mets and Braves. You know, somebody's going to end up, you know, on, on the outside there in the, the NL East. It's... You know, whole whole half a season left. The thing about the Marlins, though, just to just to sort of like check the standings right now as we head into the All Star break this weekend, the Marlins, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, are only one game back in the in the loss column of the current number three. Is that right? So I think that's obviously there's other teams in that mix, right? The Giants are in the mix, the Phillies are in the mix, but right now the number three wild card team would be. 
the St. Louis Cardinals. They have 44 losses. The Marlins only have 45 losses. So yeah. what's the number? And on they're the calling up their best pitcher. Yeah. And they're calling up their best pitcher. What's the number again on the Marlins? Jeff, the Miami Marlins are 14 to one to be this, the third wild card. All right. Same exercise. American league. What do you yes. Uh, Gil, I think this one might catch your attention here. Cause I got to read a lot more teams oh. on this side. Orioles. Third, the favorite in this market, Tampa plus three fifty. The Mariners at four to one. The Red Sox at plus four fifty. The Twins at six to one. The Blue Jays at six to one. The White Sox at eight to one. The Guardians at fourteen to one. And then the Rangers and the Orioles both at twenty two to one. I think I know where your head's at now, Gil. Well, I'm just saying, literally there's only three teams, Tigers, Royals, and Athletics, that are not part of this discussion. Everybody if you, t- if you want the, the Angels, they're forty to one. If you want to take the long shot, forty to one on the Angels, yes. All right, right now the number three, just to sort of set the parameters, right now the number three wild card team would be the Red Sox and Blue Jays in a in a tie for uh, yes, Red Sox and Blue Jays would be in a tie for the third right now, both at forty seven and forty three. So just think about that. Twins just take the forty three losses. Twins have one fewer loss than that. Guardians and Orioles have one more loss than that. Mariners have one. Uh, Mariners are in order. Um, yeah, Mariners have one fewer than that. White Sox have two more losses than that. Rangers have three. I mean, it's a complete scrum. What do you got, Jason? You know, that Baltimore price, I think you should shop around for a Baltimore to make the playoff. I guess it's the same thing technically, but somehow they get the second wild card or something. You don't want to lose that bet. You could still get probably 20 to one on them just to make the playoffs a better. Um, But beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I guess the Rangers like would technically kind of excite me, but, but I don't actually want to bet on the Rangers. You know, like I don't, (laughs) it's not going to be enjoyable. I don't want a non enjoyable bet. Yeah. Um, Mariners. I think uh, what's not to like about the Mariners right now. 11 in a row, 48 and 42, realizing some of the uh, potential that a lot of betters thought they had pre-flop in the season. I don't know. That's a tough one that, because I think Jason's point, your, your point is correct, Jason, which is check the yes, no's on the playoffs, right? Rather than having them to, you know, you don't want, you would hate to lose this and have them overshoot, right? And end up the second wild card, right? A long shot that's way out right now. So just check the yes, no's on the playoffs and see if, if this bet even makes sense on both sides. But good on William Hill for offering it anyway, right? Nice. Yeah. Like that they always offer better it. to have more markets. All right, Jeff, home run derby next. Home run derby. We got our field. What do you got? The home run derby favorite right now. Uh, only one book has it up. Oh, it just moved as we pulled it up on our screen. Pete Alonzo, who opened the two to one is now plus one sixty five. I knew that was gonna happen. At uh FanDuel. Yeah. Uh Schwarber's at plus three twenty. Soto at six to one. Acuna Jr. at seven to one. Julio Rodriguez at ten to one. Corey Seager thirteen to one. Jose Ramirez sixteen to one. Albert Pujols now twenty two to one. Gil, they should go longer. Needs another zero. All right, I wish I could bet on. Uh, can I bet on what I think Jason is going to say? Please. All right, I'll make it, Jason. I'll make it uh, minus two hundred that you will either say Julio Rodriguez or Corey Seager. My my bet. You, it, uh, you would not have predicted my bet just because, you know, I have very, very deep and intricate thoughts on the home run derby market. I have, okay, I have tons. We can spend an hour dissecting this event, please. But if I did, 
some of my friends would be very, very upset with me that I was talking about all this stuff on air so ah, so candidly. I see. So uh, my answer, I, I, I didn't plan on betting on Julio or Corey Seager, but, uh, you know, I'd really like to uh, get a whole bunch of money down and then come on and, and talk about <laughs> this on Monday when, when Parles is hosting. All right, there you go. There you go. There is, you book your first guest right there. Yeah, I got to got to get the money down. So but I love I love the home run derby. I used to bet stupid amounts of money on it. This year I won't. You know I don't do that anymore. I'm I'm more of an adult now. But yeah, um, well, this used to be a great event for Jason. You know, you've grown up before our eyes. You have grown up before yeah. our eyes. And and I, I always say it's on a Monday, so you could you know bet all your money on a Monday. You still got the rest of the week to <laughs> you know. <laughs> So wait, back to the back to the Seager J Rod thing for a second because I'm now I'm trying to read between the lines. How did you phrase it? You didn't. You didn't. I wasn't planning on betting on on either of them. Uh, and to, to be honest, I do have to look at the brackets because yes. got to kind of get an idea. Well, of... Seager plays. Seager's up against J Rod. They play each okay, other. Okay, so yeah. yeah, that that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. You know, I, I do like both of them, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I have to actually study the bracket and I need to look at the rules. Are there any? Are there any funky rules or, you know, like the, the corner ball in the three point contest is worth more. <laughs> are there any, are there any rules in the last minute or home runs worth more or something? Got to, got to read up on all of that before. I, yes. The money, the money ball in the home run. Yes. If Pujols pulls his back, then everything stops there. There are no funky rules as far as I know. Uh, same rules going on. Um, okay. Maybe he wins. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's who Jason. I don't think so, off. but maybe no, he's not. He's all right, he said he wasn't planning, wasn't planning, conditional, wasn't planning on betting on Seager at J-Rod. Trying to read between the lines there. Hmm. Hmm. Jason, intricate, deep thoughts on the Home Run Derby on Monday with Jeff Parlay. How about that? Looking forward to it. I love I love the Derby. It's it's one of the highlights of, uh, you know, All-Star break. His life. All right, thank you, Jason. Chris Felica next on College Football Week 1 next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddy Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN will be broadcasting live all week still from NBA Summer League now through July 17th this weekend. Catch the edge with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Matt Humans. 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We also have special guests, exclusive content, and live updates all throughout VSIN shows. For more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter and at VSIN Live on YouTube. Uh, Ken, Ken, the Kenjineer. That we have here at Veasan, Kenjineer, uh, he put together that desk, put together the set. Him and Dez did a great job out there. So uh, check out the edge again, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific from Summer League. Now in a major breach of this show's script that has had Seidenberg, <laughs> Seidenberg, uh, Schwartz, and Weingarten. Somehow Chris Felik has been allowed to enter the show. How you doing, Chris? Well, I'm probably the only one of the bunch that has actually been to Israel this calendar year. So yes. Does that, does that give me some type of special exemption? You're in, baby. Chris Felica, everybody, who was, at, who was in the Holy Land uh, less than a month ago from uh, ESPN's Daily Wager, Stanford Steve at the Bear podcast, of course, and uh, most notably, game day, the greatest thing ever. Can't wait. What season is this coming up for ESPN's college game day for you, Chris? For me, uh, 1996 was my first year with Kirk. So this will be what year... Year 27? Wow. Is I'm doing that math correctly? How about that? Year 27. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Wow. Yep. It really is. That's incredible. It really is. To think back then, how far the show has come. We were like an hour back then, not on the road every week, and now it's turned into the spectacle that it is. It's, been, it's pretty cool. Um, before we get to your week one college football <laughs> thoughts, 
uh, Open Championship right now. It's the Cam Show. Cam Smith, 11-under. Cam Young, 10-under. Both uh, halfway through their uh, second rounds. Who do you have in this tournament, pre-flop? What have you bet so far? Yeah, pre-flop, uh, I didn't do too much. Spieth was my big pre-flop, and he's probably not out of it, but he's going to need a lot of help over the weekend to get back in it. And then I, I, I sprinkled a little bit on some longer shots who aren't going to pan out. But but yesterday I spent uh, live betting Scheffler a good bit and live betting Rory a bit. So I, as long as one of those two can ultimately come out here ahead, um, I'll be okay. My 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 big plays basically were were to make the cut. I laid some some big prices with a lot of the obvious guys, and it looks like we'll be okay with all of those. So I didn't want to I didn't want to get too involved with the uh, yacht rights early on. I'd rather take a, a yesterday per se. I'd rather take like plus four fifty mid round on Rory than sweat it at nine to one, and maybe he doesn't get off to a good start. So I tried to mitigate some risk. I'm a little a little agitated because. Uh, I, I did play DJ in the U.S. Open, so it looks like I might be one major off on his uh, weekend contention run here. Uh, I'm just getting a text from Reed Fowler, who is uh, DraftKings, our friend from DraftKings, who's both their uh, NFL and NFL and PGA analyst. And he just texted me, he goes, I'm never publicly fading a golfer on your show again. I guess he did Matt, Matthew Fitzpatrick at the U.S. Open. Did he fade Cam Smith? Was that who he faded in this tournament? I have to ask him. I think I think he might have. So that's not. Oh no, I gotta ask him. That's not good. Um, okay, let's. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, know, you know how that goes. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, he he does it all in great spirit. We're not making fun of Reed. We just that's I golf, know, right? Totally, totally. That's golf. It's just exactly. we've all been there. And you know the guy that you mm-hmm. back that then wins the following week. Of course, it's the old story with golf betting. Uh, okay, week one, college football. You were kind enough to come on and talk uh, some regular season wins with us uh, earlier and um, obviously some conference odds as well. How about some week one games? Let's, we could just go through several of these. Let's start with uh, Oregon and Georgia. Week one in college football. Numbers are already out. You have some thoughts on this game. Yeah, the, the number that I'm really curious about, though, isn't up. At least I haven't seen it up, and it probably won't get put up till around the week of the game. But I keep an eye when they put up the Oregon team total uh, in this game. I, I think there are going to be a lot of reports about how the Georgia defense was decimated by the draft, and are they going to be as good? And Yes, they were kind of decimated by the draft, and they had a ton of players go. But it, it was an incredibly deep unit last year. Uh, the best player on the defense last year was Jalen Carter, and he's back, as are the recruiting classes that they have lined up. So this is still going to be a very, very good uh, Georgia defense. And we've seen Bo Nix at Auburn versus the Georgia defense, and we know mm-hmm. how that story goes. Yeah. So I, I, if this is somewhere I'm maybe guessing uh, somewhere like the 17, 17 and a half range, somewhere around there. I might be looking at going to Oregon under. This is a really interesting game. I mean, it might be a dead under game to begin with because I think Oregon's defense, I think people are going to say, oh, you lose, you lose Mario as head coach, and you lose KT, and you lose a bunch of other guys. But this is still going to be a very good – Like, but the Oregon front seven on defense versus the Georgia offensive line and run, that's going to be a really good battle in its own right. So uh, I think it's probably a dead under game, but I'm definitely – very interested in the Oregon team total under. Well, it's Georgia by 17, and the total is 51. So if you do the whole 
spread total conflation that assumes a 30, 34 to 17 win. Exactly. So it will be right around 17. So uh, on a team total for Oregon. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go through a few more of these while we have you here. How about uh, how about TCU and Colorado? What are your thoughts there? Uh, this, this is uh, it might right now be my favorite uh, play of Week One. Colorado's terrible. I mean, you you lose your best offensive player. Uh, it's a team that's going to they have no experience at quarterback. They're going to have immense difficulty, I think, scoring points this year. And uh, obviously, TCU with the coaching change. Whoever winds up winning that quarterback job is going to have a very good wide receiver group to throw to. And uh, I think TCU kind of comes out and names, names its number in this game. I've seen it. It's seven and a half, and it's funny. There was a, a one shop in Connecticut, not Reed, not, uh, not Reed's DraftKings uh, shop, but another one here that had TCU minus seven and a half plus 100, and I tried to get a, a nickel down, and they literally gave me $5.27. So I don't think they want... I don't think they want my business anymore based on that reaction. But, uh, oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen TCU minus seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was able to actually do play the DraftKings after that. So you just laid the typical 110 um, as opposed to plus 100. So, yeah, I like TCU a lot in this game. Uh, if nothing else, I think this number is going to go up. So uh, if, if bare minimum, you'll probably get at least a candidate for the closing line value dumpster that uh, – that, uh, that, that our friend, Mr. Mr. Sharpan, likes to talk about all the time. $5.27. TCU, by the way, favored by... Yeah. TCU favored by seven and a half. So you'll, you'll lay the points here, is what you're saying. Yeah, I will. I will, yeah. Okay. Uh, very strong. He said his favorite bet of the week. Favorite bet of week one, TCU minus the points against Colorado. How about uh, all oh, the Roadrunners? You love some UTSA against Houston, though. Houston's going to have themselves a season, aren't they? They they are and I was surprised the number. What what do you what do you see four and a half five somewhere around there? I will check. I yeah, four, four and a half, Chris. Four and a half. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that, that that seems a little low to me. Again, I think this number might climb a little bit. I mean, as much as I loved UTSA last year, they do lose a lot of key performers uh, from that team, and they, and they were kind of fortunate last year. They were on the good side of a lot of close calls, a lot, a lot of close wins. So, like, they may not have been really as good as their record said they were, and they certainly helped us out a lot last year. But this Houston team, yeah, it's a road game, but I don't know how much of a road atmosphere is going to be. I think they'll probably be a pretty good bit of Houston fans to make that trip as well uh, to see the game. And we, we talked about Houston. I'm very, very high on uh, the Cougars this year, and I think that defensive line is going to give UTSA a bunch of problems. I, I, don't, think, I don't think UTSA is at the point right now where you can just reload and fill in those big performers that they lost last year. And, uh, and, and as we said earlier, Houston has that Cincinnati feel this coming year. They got those kind of feels. Last one, last one here, uh, NC State, East Carolina, week one. What do you got there? Yeah, I've seen 11, 11 and a half, and this is a very, very dangerous game for NC State. They have all of the hype coming in, maybe the best team they've had, maybe Devin Leary. Is the best quarterback in the ACC, and you're going on the road to a place that doesn't get all these ACC or Power Five teams coming in often. They've pulled some upsets in the past. Granted, it's obviously different years, different players, but ECU is a team that, with Holt Mailers coming back, they're going to be able to score score points. 
Maybe NC State, I think, is going to have a problem running the ball. Maybe it will manifest in this game, but you lose your best offensive lineman, you lose your best running back, and maybe somehow they'll overcome it, and maybe it'll be better this year. But I think I think Mike Houston has a a really really good team on the rise. This is a very dangerous game for North Carolina State. I would take ECU plus the points right now, maybe because of the hype train. This number might tick up a little bit because everybody's going to love NC State. So uh, I would still I would still take uh, ECU if you could get uh, 11 and a half right now. All right, East Carolina plus the points. But if you only could make one of those bets, it would be TCU laying TCU, the points. TCU, yes. TCU laying yes, the exactly. points. All right, Chris. That's the only one I have made right now. Land of milk and honey exemption. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> I appreciate that. You have a great vacation, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Chris Felica, everybody. At Chris Felica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A on the Twitter machine. Game day, Daily Wager, Stanford Steve, and the Bear Podcast. Still to come, Josh Towers. More from Parlay on the other side as well. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a Numbers Game, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Uh, we get tweets that beating the book. Uh, Chris Heath, yeah, Reed had had Cam as the one he had to leave off his betting card. I, the, the question that I ask, who would induce the most self-loathing? Oh, man. Uh, Matt Grissom, at Grissom Tweets, he says, every time I hear Gil say uh, Seidenberg, Schwartz, and Weingarten, I feel like he's doing an ad for a personal injury law firm that's ready to fight for me. Well, that's the main point there, isn't it, Matt Grissom, that they're ready to fight for you. It's a silver lining and all that. Josh Towers ready to fight for you. How you doing, Josh? Josh Towers, of course, VEASAN's own. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing very well. Why, you know, I, I asked out loud. I was like, why wasn't Josh Towers part of the uh, VEASAN betting, uh, baseball betting pentathlon? Do you know what Jeff Parlay said? Jeff, do you want to tell him what you said? That's not yeah, nice. Don't throw me under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you just, I, I asked the same question. Oh, you did ask the same question. Okay. Well, there you go. Why wasn't I part of this? Okay. No, it was Josh and Jason were the uh, Jason were, felt were left out, too. Omissions. Jason Weingart was like, really? They didn't call me for this? Yeah. He was a little upset. Hey. We, we, you, some people would have been in trouble. I had some good plays this week. <laughs> I've been listening in on some of the plays from other, uh, from all you guys, and and uh, be nice. Yeah, I would, I would have done okay. <laughs> I would have done okay. By the way, there's no <laughs> former major league player, no savant clause. That's why you and Jason. I were saw kept that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. No, no Mexican baseball league expert allowed. <laughs> That's right. You are not allowed if you are very savvy in random leagues around <laughs> planet Earth. That's why Jason was kept out. All right, Josh, uh, we are approaching the All-Star break. Let me just ask you this as, as a handicapper, as someone who, and by the way, that was the interesting thing for me about doing the baseball betting pentathlon is because I used to be a big baseball better. I bet, I've bet thousands of games. There were summers where that's all I did. I don't yeah. bet it as much anymore. So this was sort of a quick reminder for me, like, oh, I forgot about how absolutely miserable this can be, right, sitting through baseball <laughs> games. But one of the, and I just want to give like a macro handicapping thing, and you're a former player, so you can really talk about this, which is, you know, Scott Seidenberg was on earlier on the show. He has expressed to me, uh, when I was on the look ahead, he was he's expressed how moving into the All-Star break, his handicapping and his numbers kind <clears throat> of mess up. And I thought that was interesting because I always used to say that for me, even in my best seasons, after the All-Star break, the two weeks after the All-Star break is where things sort of go out of whack. Is there any, yeah. is there any logic 
that sort of resonates with you about either of those, either heading into or out of the All-Star break? I think <clears throat> I think years makes more sense. Like going into the All-Star break, yeah, guys are teams are starting to plan for guys going to the All-Star game, so they're planning that. And we're all planning to go home or wherever we're going to go for a couple of days, but you know, those are easy flights to book. We have somebody we can ask to it. We have family members. Like nothing changes as far as this series and our preparation to get ready. We're not checked out at this point by any means. So like, I never noticed a difference going into the all-star break. Uh, you're still preparing the exact same way you would coming back from the all-star break. Like depending on who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. I can take a couple of days off needed or unneeded. I can skip some throwing, maybe not hit over the break. You kind of get in this comfort zone for three days of being back home or on vacation. And then it takes a couple of days to get in the swing of it, but you're also giddy to be back. Um, there's a lot of things I can see the, after the post all-star break, the yeah. first series or two being a little bit different. Yeah. It was all, it was always a little squirrely to me and the numbers would go out the window. And then by the time August rolled around, it would kind of, kind of get back into shape. We started separating ourselves. I thought about you, uh, when I was watching Shohei the other night, Shohei on the Hill, <laughs> another phenomenal performance. His uh, consecutive <laughs> scoreless streak of unearned runs did get snapped at 32. Other than that, <laughs> he was just ridiculous. And, oh, by the way, two RBI uh, double as well in that ball game. <laughs> and so I just, you know, you pitched in, you were a Major League Baseball starting pitcher. Your entire life, I don't want to reduce your life to one thing, but your entire sort of aim was to hone this craft and make the show. And you did. And what a life accomplishment yeah. it was. And then here's this dude, Josh, who does everything. You must, more than any of us who have bets on it or who don't, you must marvel at that and just say to yourself, that's out of control. Yeah, there's, um, <clears throat> I mean, Shohei, like, you're welcome. I mean, there's a lot of people that can just say that to him, right? Like, um, and, and it's true, like, I, like, we lived on a beach. My dad made surfboards. Like, we wanted to surf every day, but, like, I was just addicted to baseball, and, and what you just said was accurate. Like, I sacrificed so many things to, like, see if you could accomplish this and who knows if it was going to happen. It just, you know, kind of got lucky, but those are the sacrifices you make. And, and, and when we were doing this, uh, and even this more recent generation after me, like a lot of these guys can do both. They really, really can, but we're, we know that here and we've always been told we're not allowed to do both. So once you get drafted, you have to pick a, a mm -hmm. sport. My dad even asked the scout when I signed with the Oreos, he goes, so does he still get to play shortstop when he's not pitching? He had no idea. <laughs> and this guy's like, nah, but he's just a pitcher now. <laughs> and, and, and it's kind of funny, but, you know, Shohei was like, listen, uh, I just, I won't come over here. <laughs> I'll just stay in Japan and play. And they're right. like, no, 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 we need you. You can do both. So there's a lot of guys that kind of, you know, sacrifice some things to pave the way for what he's doing. And I just think it's fantastic. I mean, it just proves that like, you can't handcuff us into thinking we can only do one thing in life and in, in sports. And, and I'm, I'm so happy that he's doing this. Um, you know, obviously at, at the elite level that he's doing, it's just, it's unbelievably remarkable knowing the sacrifices that it takes to be good at one position, knowing the things that Roy Halladay went through to be the best in the game every day, like zero of us were willing to put the work in that he did. And this guy's doing it to be both. It's just, it's just unbelievably impressive. Yeah. I lived down the hall in San Francisco. I, I used to live down the hall from uh, Jesse Foppert had a cup of coffee with the giants uh, mm -hmm. in the early two thousands. And I, and he ended up having have Tommy John. I remember he blew out his arm. And I just felt so awful for him because his entire life, you know, had, had, 
just been about this. And he was the nicest, yeah. he is the nicest dude in the world. And I just, I just thought about, you think about how Shohei has gotten to where he has and all of the thousands of other guys who dedicated their craft to this. So at, at, for the betting st- side of this, Hal, he is the favorite to win the AL MVP. That shifted over the last week. Would you advise, <laughs> would you, adv- I, I know, right? Like, hey, finally, right? Uh, would you advise people to bet it now? At like minus one twenty ish or whatever it is, minus what do you say? Like anywhere between like minus one hundred five, minus one twenty five, somewhere in that pocket. Would you bet it? Yeah, I mean, well, listen, you you know me on this show, and, and we even have like, a plus one ten here at BetMGM. Pardon me. Yeah, I've been telling everybody for a very long time that Shohei Otani is impossible. He doesn't win MVP, and that's a big word, but I, I just. I mean, this is how we are, right? We're always late to the party. It's never good enough until it's not, and then we want to jump on it. Uh, I mean, when these with these odds for things like this, like it, it's the season-long odds, I mean, at your own risk, and that's why plus money is such a big deal when you're taking different players. I mean, pre-flop, it was always, you know, him, Trout, and for me, Jordan Alvarez. And I know everybody got hype on this Aaron Judge thing. And it, listen, it's just the media. He has having a great year. His numbers are beautiful, but he's in a massive slump. And what happens when you go in a massive slump when you do one thing and you got a guy over there on the West Coast doing two things? It's very, very difficult. And then Jordan Alvarez, who I think is a beast, you know, he hits the stint on the IL for a little bit with the hand problem. And so that sets him back. And again, all it takes for Shohei Otani to win MVP is to finish the season. I mean, in my opinion, that's all it takes. And then he's going to go ahead and add what he's doing now. Um, and then what if Shohei misses a month for some some odd reason, right? Then is right. he out of the race? So I, I, for me, when we're jumping on these odds, I like the plus monies. And if you didn't get them the last month or two when, when everybody was on the judge hype, then you might be late to the party with the good price. Is is there any possibility that the Astros say to themselves, you know, well, I mean, now I guess the Mariners are, are somewhat in the rear view, right, with their 11-game yeah. winning streak. But is there yeah. any possibility that the Astros might say to themselves, well, look, uh, despite the fact that the Mariners have won 11 in a row, we still have an 11-game lead. Um, we don't really need to rush Jordan back. We need him in the postseason. Why don't we just take the time? Is there is there a possibility that they might have that thinking and keep him out for an extended period? Yeah, I think with some teams <clears throat> like Mets, uh, there's always that thought process. And, and again, it's just the evaluation of the injury. I mean, what is it and how serious is it? Uh, there's some injuries like a hamstring or something as minor as that sounds like don't rush that because if you rush that at all, it's just going to bother you the rest of the year. As far as the hand thing, I mean, as soon as it heals, he's ready to go. It's not a big deal. So yeah, they'll be cautious because of how good he is, but they're afforded this luxury. I mean, Seattle's had to win 11 games in a row to get within 11 games of the division lead. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. And then this Astros pitching staff, that's the true separation. I mean, Altuve just went down. I don't know how minor it is with his knee, but, um, the, the separation of this pitching staff from the rest of baseball, I mean, they're one and two bullpen starters with like the Yankees and maybe Tampa. Like, it's just, it's, it, that's the, like, again, that's, that's their real value is that staff. And those guys are all healthy. So, I mean, this team's fine. That starting rotation is, is ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Uh, we only have 30 seconds. What's your favorite bet of the day, sir? What do you like? <laughs> well, the Alcantara line might be a little bit high, right? Um, what do you see? What are you seeing, Jeff, on Alcantara? Yeah, he's minus one sixty-five. Ooh, it's a big price. I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I don't even know yet what I really like. But the Orioles have won ten in a row. I know that. <laughs> it's excellent, <laughs> excellent insight, Josh. We appreciate that. All right. Well, Alcantara, so minus one sixty-five, too steep for you, is what you're saying. 
No, I, I, the Phillies are in shambles after what they did going to Toronto, how disrespectful that was to the team. I like the Marlins today. Okay. All right. Willing to lay the wood yeah. on that. Josh, appreciate it, man. Uh, thank All you right. as always. Take care, boys. Thank you. Josh Towers at No Don't Josh on the Twitter machine. See, I almost threw you under the bus, Jeff, and then I stopped short of it. You get that? How we did a little shift in the middle there? Do I get credit for that? No? See, we were close. We his, didn't his go mind, on. His mind went somewhere else. He's not even thinking about it anymore. Hey, ta- Josh was in a Josh was very fun today. Yeah, great guy. All right, coming back, wrapping things up. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay in the house. Uh, Again, open championship update as uh, they're on the uh, back stretch now. Well, not everybody. But uh, we're certainly uh, towards the uh, business end, if you will, of the second round of the Open Championship, the 150th Open Championship. Nice round number uh, at St. Andrews. Cameron Smith, through 12, uh, is a, is 11 under par. He's got the one-stroke lead over Cameron Young, Cam Young is through 10. He's 10 under for the tournament. By the way, Cam Smith, 6 under for the day in the lead. Uh, among those birdies, Jeff, a 40-foot birdie putt and a 30-foot birdie putt. Is that good? Ooh, that's not bad. It's not bad, Gil. That from Reed Fowler, who, yes, when I asked him the famous question of which golfer would induce the most self-loathing in you if you won the tournament before the U.S. Open, he said Matthew Fitzpatrick. Here he said Cameron Smith. So Reed, uh, you know how it goes. DJ, two back in the clubhouse, nine under. Uh, Scheffler and Terrell Hatton. That's you and me right there, Jeff. Scheffler and Hatton, respectively, with our bets. Uh, both three uh, three back now at eight under par for the tournament. Taylor Gooch, Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay, and Sahith Gala, along with Rory, all seven under, four back. Rory's through five. So Rory has plenty of golf on the day still to be played. Um, where does Zalatoris end up? Did he make up any ground? Is he even going to make the cut? My other guy? I only had two out. One, one over through four. So he is uh, on the outside looking in. Max Homa, what happened to Homa? He's one over. Did he have a bad round? Uh, Homa's, Homa's done. Oh, he's even for the day, yeah, so he's done. He's done. He's, he, he done. He gone, we think. If the, uh, yeah, because certainly not going backwards, right? How about Colin Morikawa only even on this tournament? Through five here in round number two. He's got some uh, golf to be played. Other notables, Brooks Kepka even for the tournament through 12, second round uh, through 12. John Daly even in his second round through 12 holes, uh, among others. And um, I don't know if you had a piece of, you know, some other some other players that we've heard sort of anecdotally this week because we had Dave Tindall on. We had um, Wes Reynolds on briefly. We had, uh, obviously, Brady Cannon among the uh, the golf experts, Joaquin Neiman, one under. He's in the clubhouse, so he right now is making the cut. 
Paul Casey, one of the latest to announce that he's headed to the Live Tour, one under for the tournament through two rounds. Danny Willett, who I know uh, Brady liked a lot, two under halfway through his second round. DeChambeau, two under. Yeah, everybody. I mean, that's a long way back now, though. If you're two under, you know, Hideki's three under, but he's early in the second round. I guess what I'm saying is let's say, let's say Cam Smith ends this round 11 under. He's still got six holes to play, but let's just say it ends with a leader at 11 under. How far back can you be to have a realistic shot at this, do you think? They're scoring. Well, remember, as always with this tournament, if the wind kicks up at the wrong time, you can you can get some very different looking scores very quickly. Yeah, I would say you probably need to be within five. If you're within five, you still got a, a puncher's chance here, and maybe even six again. I think six. I mean, look look at this just today, yeah. right? Cam Smith six under, Tyrrell Hatton six under, Adam Scott seven under. He's the low round for the day, but Matt Fitzpatrick six under. I mean, it goes on and on. A bunch of five unders as well. So I mean, these guys are killing this course. Sergio had a six under today. He went from three over to three under for the tournament. I didn't even realize Sergio was killing it there. But in a bunch of five under. So I know it's anybody's tournament still, but Cam Smith, one stroke lead over Cam Young at the top with DJ, the low mark in the clubhouse right now, nine under. Uh, Okay. You and Jason will be talking at length about the home run derby on Monday. Apparently so. Now that, now, I mean, once, once this tournament, once the open championship clears, it is, it's the all-star break. It is really the sports nadir of the season. Like, it is the bottom of the whole thing. But you do have the Derby on Monday. You'll be talking a lot about uh, NFL previews over the next couple of weeks, Jeff. Uh, you've got that plan for people. But as far as the Derby's concerned, maybe the most star-studded Derby of them all that you ever remember? It's, it's as good as, it is, as I can remember, period. I mean, you have a Hall of Famer in Pujols, who obviously is in his last season, first ballot. Should be unanimous, but won't be because baseball writers. And then you have seven guys who are stars. I know people might might not consider Schwarber there, but Schwarber might lead the league in homers this year. Oh, for sure he might. So, so you got you got an unbelievable field, and it it it's interesting because they they I believe the seeding is based off total home runs for the season, not just random seeding. That's why Schwarber right now he is the one seed. He gets Albert Pujols in the first round, which is a great draw for Kyle Schwarber. Alonzo, who has won this event back-to-back times now, got the two seed, but his reward is Ronald Acuna Jr. in the first round, Gil. Yeah, Seager gets Julio Rodriguez, three versus six, and Juan Soto and Jose Ramirez, the 4-5 bracket. Hmm. Interesting. So... I don't know, again, the odds on this, always check. But right now, Alonzo south of 2-1. to one. Alonzo, who's trying to win his third in a row, his third home run derby in a row, and this clearly seems to mean a lot to him. And he also, remember how we always said, oh, you don't want to be in the home run derby, it'll mess up your swing. Right, we had players that had that. It doesn't have any effect on Alonzo, seemingly. Not in 2019. It did for a little bit last year, but... For a guy who's won it twice, it seems to be okay that he's participating in this. None of these guys seem scared about it, or their teams, apparently. I think I would take at the number. What was Julio Rodriguez's number? Uh, He is 10 to 1. I think I might take a flyer on him. 
Though, Corey Seager could knock him out first round easy, but I wouldn't be surprised. So second derby for Seager as well. Seager did not get out of the, did not, uh, did not advance in his first derby. Seager did like 2016 or something. Like yeah, it was his rookie year. Which, yeah. Whatever is his rookie year. I, don't really, I yeah. think he was a rookie 2017. Yep. But uh, that he, he was in it once. Soto obviously is a repeat. Acuna is a repeat. Schwarber's a repeat. The first derby for Jose Ramirez, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. They, so just looking at the at the way the bracket splits up, there is a legitimate argument to be made that the, the the two people that I would be most willing to bet are actually facing each other in the first round in Alonzo and Acuna Jr. So you look to the opposite side of the bracket. It's just a question of how short is too short on Kyle Schwarber. Because Kyle Schwarber, again, no disrespect to Albert since he's a future Hall of Famer, Kyle Schwarber has a bye to the second round here, Gil. <laughs> he probably <laughs> so, does. He so, so you're, you're I, I already this, advancing I hit one the, round. I hit this one year. I hit the Justin Moore no year, which was the year that Josh Hamilton hit like the 28 yes, in the first round. That was the most ridiculous one of all time. Yeah. Yankee Stadium, 2008. Um, I'm going to go back to the Jason Weingarten segment. I, I, I believe, I'm going to predict. I have no knowledge of this. This is just a prediction. I have no knowledge of this. I have a feeling he's going to come back with the, as long as Pete Alonzo's in plus money, don't overthink this. Just bet Pete Alonzo. I think that's. I think that is a very reasonable take. By the way, I know we're like, oh, but he's so short. Okay, would you rather have Pete Alonzo at plus one sixty five to win the Derby, or would you rather have like the Tigers on a given night at plus one sixty five against somebody else? You tell me. I'd rather have Alonzo, hundred <laughs> percent, right? Than the Tigers. The only interesting thing is, again, you're talking about a bigger ballpark here in Dodger Stadium. Last year, obviously, was Coors, which doesn't matter that it's a, a, a farm out there in the outfield. Ball travels ridiculously. Prairie. And then, uh, and then uh, it was in Cleveland when when Alonzo won in twenty nineteen, which had that giant has the giant wall in left field. Didn't matter for Alonzo. So I, I think I'm with you. I think as long as you just don't psych yourself out over a short price in an eight person event. You bet Alonzo, and if someone beats you, you tip your hat and move to the next bet. Yep, I think so. You going to bet the All-Star game? Please say no. Absolutely not. Thank you. Okay. Unbettable. That was gonna, we were going to take you off of Tuesday or Wednesday show if you had said yes to that. Some people will bet it, though. Some, some people bet the Pro Bowl, for goodness sakes. But I, w- I would uh, not endorse that. I'm out. I'm out for two weeks. Jeff Parlay will be here. A whole bunch of uh, NFL previews from division to division. Started with the NFC East, do you think? What are you starting with? I, I'm pretty sure we're starting. We're doing the NFC next week and the AFC the week after that. It's all planned out for you, including Home Run Derby Talk with Jason on Monday. Uh, appreciate it to everybody. Again, congratulations to Mitch and Paul on the uh, MLB betting pentathlon win. That was fun. I hope we do that again here at VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network. Lombardi Line is next with Dave Ross. Enjoy. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.